Welcome to the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. I'm Lori Rivers with you, here to help you with some inspiration to get those aspirations out into the world. Happy full moon day. Now be careful on your commute today because that full moon is in Gemini and it is in opposition with Mars a good part of the morning. If we're on our commute, make sure make sure you made your coffee or you stop by one of your favorite coffee roasters, your local roasters for a good cup of joe. This week is going to be a little interesting. We are ending November with a bang because the moon will be full from Monday through Thursday and that is the 30th okay remember the moon stays full for three and a half days and it changes signs every two and a half days and this moon will be changing phases as the moon in cancer opposes pluto on the 30th and and actually december 1st so we kind of end as we began, but things start to lighten up as we move into December. I know there's some astrologers that have you all worked up about Mercury getting ready to station retrograde on December 14th. I'm going to talk about that a lot before it happens. In this episode, we're going to talk about this week what you need to have your eyes open for, how to use the energy of the week to your advantage. And then I'm going to talk about December and get you ready for December because it starts kind of with a bang, but it does ease up as we move in to the holiday season. I'm not going to say it's going to be super festive, but it may not be quite as crunchy kind of it's we're winding up the year we're being introspective and i'm going to talk about that a lot more on this episode 51 guys episode 51 of season three i am moved (laughs) i am moved uh well not fully mostly though Mostly, I still have some stuff to do back at the other place, but I'm liking the sound quality here. If you're a patron, the latest Crunch Report gave you a little sneak peek at some of the background you're going to be able to see in some of the videos I start producing shortly. You may have noticed I've been a little quiet on TikTok. Um, I'm in my 50s. Do not forget that. And this move... (laughs) Ah... It took a little bit out of me. Um, I'm not old yet, but boy, <laughs> I'm pushing old, as as my Gemini child once told me. Mom, you're not old, you're pushing old. Like, thanks, thanks, That that's nice. Um, old might be pushing me. Um, so I've been kind of resting up and, and getting ready to make some of the changes you're going to see, and I think you're going to like those. So again, in this episode, we're going to talk about the week ahead because there's some spiciness to this week 
and I really do want you to be careful driving all week long all week long. Not only do we have this full moon in Gemini in opposition to Mars today on Monday, so traffic may be very Mondayist Monday traffic, we have Mercury making a square with Neptune, and we have Venus in a square with Pluto, and it's an approaching square all week long. Yeah. So it's going to be a little interesting as we go through this week. There is a lot of energy you can make use of in a good way. Remember, just because things are crunchy in the outer world does not mean that has to reflect in the inner world. In fact, the more we can put a handle on our consciousness and be as responsive as possible, and it doesn't mean we never react, it doesn't mean we have to stay high vibes only and super posy vibes, but it it does mean that if we can give a little focus and that's some of what this Gemini moon is asking us to do give a little focus then did I say new moon I meant full moon this Gemini full moon is asking us to have a little focus on what we're doing next remember with every beginning there is an ending and these full moons we've had most of 2023 we're watching chapters close so a new chapter can begin and so we're going to talk about that coming up next and we're going to do our patron shout outs because of listeners like you who pledge in our patreon at the awake space patreon um this is a relatively ad free podcast okay so i feel very much like npr here um so thank you to all of our patrons we've had a lot of people join so thank you and if you run into a patron in in my comments make sure you thank them for keeping the podcast like i said readily relatively ad free i do one ad on this podcast and that is spotify for podcasters ambassador ad and i do that just because i enjoy using this platform it's really easy and i really love encouraging people to use their voices so there's a that and then we'll talk about December and how we're winding up the year. Been looking at charts for 2024 a lot. If you missed last week's episode where I talked about the full moon and interviewed uh, the medium Matilda uh, and talked about her predictions for 2024, they, they line right up with mine. I'm looking for the silver linings to point out in the 2024 year ahead. There are some, especially at the personal level. And if you don't know how I do my year ahead seminar, I do it every year. I do it twice a year. I do one in June and the participants from that get to come to the November or December event. And you can sign up for the November if you miss June. That link is in the show description notes, and I give a month-by-month, blow-by-blow, detailed look at 2024 or the whatever year I'm doing. But we're looking at 2024 for the year ahead, so you can be ready for weather, politics, um, seismic activity different natural events, things I think that are up on deck and things people need to be paying attention to, the economy, um, 
you name it, whether it's business. And then I try to give some personal tips about how to use the energy. 2024 is a very dynamic year. It is a pivotal year that sets up some big changes coming in 2025 and 2026, um, which will be historic years. And so the better you can navigate 2024, the better you set yourself up for those years of massive change. 2025 is a year of massive change. And so I really urge you to, to grab the seats that are left for the 2024 year ahead. You could check that out in the show notes. If you're not a patron, if you're a patron, check your crunch report because that's where you get your discounts. All right. It's a wild week. Um, I'm making my own coffee, making my own coffee. And I'm actually, even though it's after midnight, I'm drinking coffee because well, it's late folks. <laughs> I'm trying to get this out so you can listen on your commute or while you're doing the dishes, walking on the treadmill, folding laundry, taking the kids to school, whatever you're doing. Um, it's my pleasure and my honor to do that with you. And I want to thank you for letting me know how we keep each other company while you're listening to the podcast. If you're one of the many people who listen in over 68 countries now, I want to thank you for being a listener. Even if you can't be a patron, I appreciate just you tuning in. So thank you so much. I have a ton of gratitude for everyone um, helping us go to new heights every single week. And so thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And um, I'm so excited for what's coming next um, with the Awake Space and the other projects we're working on. So I can't wait to share them with you. So make sure you're tuning in. If you haven't subscribed on your favorite podcast player, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you never miss the announcement. But you can also join the Patreon for free just as an audience member so you get alerts of when the podcast episodes drop and when I do go live on YouTube, which I will do more. I've been moving, like I said. Um, I did a couple last week. Those, those public ones are up on my YouTube channel that link into the show notes. Um, I've just been really tired and resting up as much as I can uh, when I'm not doing readings. So without further ado, let's get this show on the road and talk about what you need to know about for the week starting November 27th of 2023. This week, this week is a little bit of a mixed bag again, and it really depends on your mindset on how you move through it. And I'm not talking about, you know, you attract every situation to you. Okay. There's, there's people that believe that I'm really not one of those. I don't think we attract natural disasters to ourselves. I don't think we attract trauma. I don't. I think part of living on planet Earth is it's a roller coaster ride. Okay. However, how we handle circumstances is greatly up to us. And it takes time and practice 
to get a handle on our consciousness. We're really not taught to, right? Everything in society and culture tells us that we're kind of at the whim of our hormones, of our of our neurobiology, and and honestly, I think with practice we can have more agency. It doesn't mean things are never going to make us angry or never make us sad or, you know, we're going to have a range of experiences. And I honestly don't think what some people call negative emotions are necessarily negative. Like if we grieve, we grieve because of the depth of love we feel. If we feel sad about something, we have emotions. (laughs) They're not bad things. Depression is a whole nother ballywick. And that's, that's another thing. It is also unpleasant. And yet I know it has been pivotal in my own life. When, when I struggled with really severe depression, I can go back and remember decisive moments where I made choices about how I wanted to be. Okay. So I'm not diminishing anything that people are experiencing. And yet I'm going to say luxuriating in some of these negative feelings because we're afraid to be happy or we're afraid to accept something good coming into our life out of guilt or shame or worry about the other shoe dropping is it holds us back and full moons are always a release of energy they also reveal energy and on a personal level this week we're all probably going to watch some chapters close out because we're about to begin a new part of our journey. So if we're only focusing on what's going away, we're taking our eyes off of what is yet to come. And there is good stuff on the way. It's just a little further out than we'd all like it to be in a lot of cases, especially when we look at the wider world. And things are going to look a lot dicier than they end up later. Okay. And I'm talking a couple of years out. Okay. So a couple of years out, things improve and it's bumpy getting there. Because we as a collective have to collectively quickly get our act together. And we can't do anything about everybody else. We can only take care of our part of the job. Our part of the job. And if you want to know what your part of the job is with this full moon, go back and listen to episode 50. Okay? Because I talked about it there. Now, again, I talked about traffic this week is probably going to be nuts. (laughs) And not just because of the time of year. Uh, We've got Mercury moving. Well, it is in a square with Neptune. And it's it's just... And it's a time for miscommunications. You might miss things on your schedule. You want to double check everything with the square. Um, There might be misunderstandings. 
Um, and I don't mean fights when I say misunderstandings. I mean, like, literally, you might hear somebody wrong or take something out of context or not hear it right. So asking clarifying questions is really good. So you can say, I'm not sure I heard you correctly. Can you repeat that? Or if I understand what you said, I think this is what you were asking of me. You know, or I'd like to be clear, this is what I understand of this, whatever it is, right? And not everybody has great communication skills. <laughs> so some people might take offense at clarifying questions. That doesn't mean you can't ask them, all right? And, and so just be ready. Some people may take it as a challenge because everybody has different communication styles. And we're going to see that up on deck as well. One of the things I've been talking about recently with patrons, we were we were in coffee with Lori Sunday morning, and I was talking about how we use language, and I was talking in specifically in specifics about astrology and interpretation, but I used some political slogans to kind of emphasize how terms get thrown around or words get thrown around that we all think we know what they mean, but then we all have individual definitions of those. So one that just comes to mind is, is change you can believe in. Change you can believe in. Well, what change is, is something you can believe in, right? Everybody might have a different idea of what that change needs to be and what they can believe in. Not everybody shares the same belief system. Not everybody shares the same desire for the same kind of change. For some people, that might be making things more free and wide open. Other people might want that change to be more control and, and more conservative. And so leaving a wide open definition because you're afraid to give a wrong answer because sometimes people are really vague you know if I ask somebody you know hey what's your goal for 2024 and they're like I want financial freedom <laughs> what does that actually mean because my idea of financial freedom and your idea of financial freedom might be very different you might really love a certain brand of shoes and being able to go buy those shoes without thinking twice about it or maybe you like to go on cruise ships that would be my nightmare going on a cruise like I'm an introvert <laughs> so stuck on a, on a boat with a bunch of different people <laughs> that I don't know <laughs> um, and only having short stops and ports of call to me I would feel very constrained right so for me it would be a different kind of vacation um you and I might have very different ideas of what financial freedom means and so we want to get a little more specific this week as as we start thinking about what we want to do moving forward and I do want you to think about moving forward. The world is worth saving. There is hope. There really is. 
things do work out. Will there be massive systemic change? Yes. Yes. We have to make sweeping changes in our society, globally, how we use energy, how we approach the economy, and we're going to be forced to make those changes in the not-so-distant future. Okay? And 2024 is the setup year for that. Okay. And this week, and then starting through December, is the setup year for, is the setup for the year of 2024. We cannot change the big stuff as individual lives, but we can change how we think about ourselves, what we're capable of. We can create new narratives for ourselves, and it takes time and patience. 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 That's what's up on deck over the next couple of days. It's really important to really kind of observe how you think about yourself, how you talk about yourself, how you describe yourself to other people. How you talk about your life in general. Are you always telling a story of woe and disaster? Or are you talking about what's working for you? Okay. Do you feel challenged when what you believe about you is different than what you see other people believing about them? Do you want conformity? Do you feel weird by sticking out like a sore thumb? Do you not embrace your individuality? Okay, we can be embracing our individual nature while in concert with others. And that's the goal as we move through the next 21 years after Pluto moves into Aquarius, which is not the Aquarian age, but that's for another podcast. I've talked about it before. I've been seeing some TikToks. Mm, Don't get me started. So this week, this is what's up on deck. The first part of the week, you really want to assess how you're thinking about yourself, how you function in the world, how you don't function in the world, but don't beat yourself up. If you're not good at certain things, that's okay. You're capable of learning new things. I don't care how old you are, you're capable of learning new things. I am 54 years old. I learn new things all the time, okay? All the time. If you doom yourself to a certain existence, then you're going to have a hard time navigating the coming years ahead. You have to be able to adapt and pivot. It doesn't mean you don't mourn endings or miss people who may or may not be there with you relationships because relationships are dynamic they never stay the same if you are constantly growing and becoming then how would anybody else stay the same sometimes we grow together sometimes we grow apart sometimes 
it's situational and that's all okay don't beat yourself up this week observe what matters to you if you're uncomfortable if you're feeling disgruntled if you feel like your value system is being challenged and it probably will be because we have venus moving into a square with pluto then yeah it's time to assess how you're going to be in a more aligned situation alignment is not perfection it just means things are lined up that's it that's what the word means i have a value system and it's lining up your value system might need some tweaking and changing doesn't mean you throw the baby out with the bathwater. But there may be things you believe to be important, things you thought you wanted, things you thought you needed, stories you've told yourself because somebody told you stories growing up, you thought you had to do things a certain way, and then by golly, you get into reality and things have changed. Okay? That's part of life. Nothing stays the same. You know, you've heard you've heard the axiom you can never go home again right the reason why they say you can never go home again is if you leave home if, like if you've grown up in a small town like i did i grew up in a very small town in oregon and you leave and you go experience the world outside of what you grew up with you grow exponentially and when you come back it doesn't fit. It may have never fit well before, but you certainly you certainly see the changes once you return. And why am I bringing that up? Because after the moon moves through Gemini, then it switches into Cancer. And we're going to think about really deep core values, our emotional foundations. People are probably going to be pretty emotional. Um, we might be emotional and it's not super crunchy on those dates. Okay. And I'll give you the dates. Um, it's not super crunchy, but it will be crunchier than is comfortable as, as the moon in cancer has been during the Pluto in Capricorn transits because it, it moves into that. So let's let's take a look here. It'll be <clears throat> Yeah, the moon moves into Cancer right around you know just before eleven PM Pacific on November twenty-eighth. And it's not making any hard aspects. In fact, it's trying Saturn and Pisces and you might sleep well. You might be really tired that night um, or early morning. And then it moves into a sextile with Jupiter, which is retrograde in Taurus. And by the time we hit about 8 a.m. Pacific, of November 29th, we're probably going to get some interesting financial news. And this is probably uh, more exposés on how the quote unquote Black Friday numbers weren't um, all that great. And so <clears throat> there may be some truth revealed. 
through that, we have Venus again moving into that square with with Pluto. It's in an approaching square, so value systems are being shaken and stirred. Venus will have moved off of the nodes. Remember, you use a two-degree orb, and that's the distance between planets for the nodes. Because the nodes do not shed light. They are calculation points. And Mercury is in that separating square with, with Neptune. And, and so, again, we, we are rethinking things. We are considering things. It is a great time for planning. And we're looking for our emotional steady ground, our emotional base. And that is an inside job, my friends. That is an inside job. So, let's take a look at the next day after that. We're looking at um, November 30th, early in the morning. We have the moon moving into an opposition with Pluto, wide opposition. It won't be in opposition until, like, exact until later. In fact, I believe that will be, yeah, it'll be December 1st, which is Friday. So December kind of starts with a bang. Um... It does. I know. We're so tired of it. I know we are. But December really does start with being early, early in the morning, like mm, 3 a.m. We, yeah, 3 a.m. things get pretty hot and we're looking um, southern hemisphere, This could be in North Africa, the Levant, um, also Australia might see some weather, um, and things, we're just not seeing any diplomatic resolutions, okay? And December starts off maybe with some treaties that have problems, conflicts might escalate. Um, I, the White House is trying to claim they're pushing for an extended pause. I don't think that's going to happen, and I think things will get pretty brutal by December 1st, again, in Gaza. And, um, and so, remember what I've been saying. This is a marathon, and if we want to create a better world, we have to be strategic, we have to be visionary and we have to communicate with one another in a better way. And that means listening very carefully and not trying to reinvent the wheel. There are people and organizations who are already well-established that really need that support. And you'd be like, well, why weren't they successful before? they were choked by the media. We have social media in a different way than we've ever had it before. We are able to communicate and organize for now. I don't think the internet's going to go away, but I think we may see 
some challenges to social media as we move into 2024 and 2025. Because that doesn't make power brokers feel good that people can organize and they can't control the narrative. They don't know what to do with that. Okay. So we have to get more creative. And like I've been saying for quite a while now, when we think of 2024, 2025, 2026, we want to think French resistance. We want to think about different ways, speaking in code, um, being on kind of low key and also working on building ourselves and our stability because you cannot help anyone else if your cup is empty. Okay, you can't. You can't. And remember, hope is our currency. So despairing, thinking the world is just shit and it's gone to shit and it's worse than it ever has been. No, my friends, you are becoming aware of things that have been ongoing, ongoing. For a long time, whether it's the Democratic Republic of Congo, what's going on in Sudan, what's going on in Israel-Palestine, um, even the situations in the Balkans and Russia-Ukraine, th- those have long-standing histories. And you were taught history kind of event by event by event. You weren't taught how to string the events back back and back and back and back these things these things have been ongoing okay and there's other stuff going on you know (laughs) so you still need to build you and build relationships with other people whose values align and you may be ending some chapters this week and that's okay because new ones are beginning look for the people you resonate with. Look for the doors that are opening as a window closes or another door closes. There's always a way forward. And that's what I want you to do this week is pay attention to that. All right. All right. I think it's time for some patron shout outs because without patrons, there is no Awake Space Astrology Podcast. And then we'll talk about what's coming in December astrologically and what we can expect. Um, It's a mixed bag. It is. But it lightens up briefly mid-month. And so there'll be just a little shimmer, enough shimmer of hope to, to move us forward. And uh, that's always a good thing, don't you think? And then, of course, I'll be answering astrology questions from patrons at the end of the episode. So, all right, let's do some patron shout outs. heard the music it's time for some patron shout outs and huge hello to our new patrons wow i am blessed this month we've got taylor and Catherine and melissa robert maggie alexa anna crystal patty lilac kate kesey evelyn Donna Marie, Janet, Vince, Star Moon, Raisa, Maya, 
Tracy, Thomas, Tony, Colleen, Melissa, Alyssa, Diana, Kathy, Katie, Ashley Martian, Laura, Katie, Hannah, RR, Kales, not home, Alicia, Terry, AS, Jamie, Eleanor, Christy, Candace, Barry, Bethany, Lutz, Nix, Joshua, Asha, Aaron, Krista, JG, Hilga, Megan, Christina, Catherine, Diane, Aaron, Tara, Nahimi, and please let me know if I'm saying your name wrong, Shante, Eliza, Benny, Bobby, Jessica, Mary Kay, and Isabeau. Welcome, 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 patrons. Because of you, this podcast is here. Like I like to say, without you, there is no me. And I really mean that. And I am so honored to have such a beautiful community. If you haven't joined the Discord, please do come in. I know there's a lot going on in there, but don't be shy. Say hi and and jump into the different discussions. Ask questions. You can always tag me. I'm at AstroLaurie in our Discord. Um perfectly cool i love i love questions i always say questions are my quack you get to ask questions for the podcast takes me a minute to get through them but don't not ask i'll get through them um we'll do we'll do an episode on patron questions for this week as well for patron only make sure you read through the crunch reports because that's where your perks are there as reminders if you're in planet of the month club we're doing pluto in december yeah we're doing pluto that's gonna be pretty good i'm excited about that one because I have some particular things I really want to teach about it. And we've got the year ahead coming up on December 3rd. There's still room, so check your crunch report for your special patron-only discount. And there's a couple other juicy goodies in there as well. But anyway, thank you so, so much for being here. I so appreciate you. And um, I'm honored, and I can't wait to show you guys more of some of the cool stuff. Again, I showed you guys um, some of the really neat things you'll see in the background of my videos from now on as as the kids decorate this the sets and get things looking all swanky. They both have good eyes. I don't have good eyes. I'm not good at decorating, but... Um, they're they're uh, setting me up and you know it's it's really cool when when your kids and their beloveds think think mom's kind of cool you know and they're supportive you know a lot of times you don't get that as as a parent and um well it feels really nice and it's really good i'm living near the kids and you know just literally in the guest house and it's just so comfy and it's so nice to be back with them and I've missed them so it's been fun to have them over and be my cancerian mama self and once we have everything put together which will be very 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 soon it's coming together beautifully 
then maybe I'll even do some cooking videos where you can watch me mama in the kitchen. And I had requests for Christmas cookies again. So we'll, we'll put together another Astro Mom's secret recipe cookie cookbook for uh, Christmas. If you missed that last year, <clears throat> I'll have to put last year's up as well for December. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas, the cookies are really good because it's my mom's sugar cookie recipe, which is so OMG good. And meringue kisses that are my kids' favorites. And um, I did flavor profiles per the Venus signs last time, but I had a request, could you just do cookies per mood? And I was like, ooh, per mood. I can do a cookie selections that way. That could be really fun, huh? All right. Let's talk about December. I'm delaying it, right? Because <laughs> it does start with a bang. But I think it's time to do that. Mercury is going retrograde in December. Freak out, everybody. No, don't freak out. Um, Mercury retrograde gets blamed for a lot that it is not doing. So, <laughs> it is not the cause of all your problems, folks. Uh, there's a lot of astrology going on. And astrology to our best knowledge is not causal although i think it does have some weight because everything is connected at a quantum level and yet we do have agency remember our social cultural programming can be deconstructed and we can reconstruct some authenticity in this life so that's why billions of dollars get spent on marketing to you because that too is programming <laughs> and it's in everything you watch, everything you read, everything, everything, even this podcast, right? I have my agenda is to empower you. <laughs> Woo. But anyway, so here's what we've got coming up in December. Ah. <sighs> Early in the morning, we'll have the moon in Cancer in opposition to Pluto and squared up with Venus in Libra. It's probably a very dynamic time since it's happening so early in the morning. This could be, at least on the West Coast, this will be just as people or the early risers on the East Coast are getting up. And then in Europe and in the Levant, in the Middle East, in Asia, stuff might get a little wild. So there is that happening. And then we have the moon popping into Leo and in a trine with Mars right away. So that's that's some fiery energy there. Now it could be uplifting energy too we could we could hear some really good news with that so we may wake up to what again what is this you know infrastructure issues um big weather etc and there could be some fires happening with that leo trying the leo moon trying mars and sag we could see some things like that 
um, especially down under, you know, in, in the southern hemisphere. It could also be very politically charged as well. But here are the major ingresses and stations. And so on the first, Mercury enters Capricorn. It, it pops out of Sag um, just before the moon pops into Leo a couple hours later. And so our mental energy kind of goes from debate, political discourse into brass tacks, practicality, looking at the bottom line that that's up on deck. Things get a little somber. Things get a little somber. Now, Mercury will not be anywhere near Pluto for a while, okay, because it will go retrograde later in the month. <clears throat> so, which I said the 14th, it's the 12th. Um, so it retrogrades, it stations on the 12th, and then it'll move retrograde later. Um, the 4th, we have Venus entering Scorpio. We have Venus entering Scorpio on the 4th. This is, is looking at life's deeper questions. This is attracting transformation. This is alchemical at a real high level. At the lower level, we could be, be seeing some stuff that, that's not to our liking think we're going to be seeing things we want transformed okay and that's kind of what has to happen remember we're closing chapters to start new ones so uh, and then we've got venus or neptune stations direct in pisces the the coming month is going to feel a little surreal okay a little surreal i'm not convinced um that, and I could be wrong, but I'm not sure the SAG members are going to approve the contract. They might, they might, but I, I'm kind of giving it a 60% chance that they don't, which leaves 40% chance that they will. Um, and they may have to go back to the negotiating table, especially with Mercury getting ready to station retrograde it is not in the pre-shadow there's no such thing as a pre-shadow there's no such thing as a pre-shadow there's no such thing as a pre-shadow there is pre-retrograde okay there's pre-retrograde the shadow is after mercury stations direct after being retrograde it goes back through the shadow of the retrograde but there's no such thing as a pre-shadow okay i don't know who started that but they need to stop it it's not sound astrology. So the 21st, we have the solstice and we'll do our annual solstice party for patrons. And that's just free to all patrons where we make, um, instead of a big vision board, we, we make a card that, that we set our intentions for the year. That's always a fun one. The 22nd, Mercury moves back into Sagittarius. And so things get popping again. And uh, Venus pops into Sagittarius on the 29th. And Jupiter stations direct just in time for New Year's Eve. So that will be exciting. 
So it's going to be interesting. <laughs> We've got the new moon on the 12th, uh, the same day <laughs> that Mercury stations uh, retrograde in Capricorn. That, that should be interesting. And we've got the full moon in Cancer the day after Christmas on the 26th. And that happens in the afternoon. So that that's going to be interesting as well. I think we've got a lot of economic news coming up at the end of December. I think corporations are going to be... <clears throat> not necessarily being able to give the best fourth quarter news. I think we will definitely see the propaganda machines um, try to do a better job. We're going to see some political shenanigans starting up as well. Now the good news, Trump is probably going to not have great news. And, um, but Biden, Biden, Biden's got his own challenges, and they might be health challenges. They might be political challenges. Um, not so sure how that one's going to play out for him. I'll, I'll keep you updated as I look at those charts. <clears throat> but amongst, like, we can expect we're in sy systemic change, right? Things are changing. People are becoming more and more aware. I told you guys in 2023, there would be a much greater awakening than in 2020. 2020 was the beginning, my friends, not the end. It's the beginning because we need enough people in the collective to be getting with it. Okay. Doesn't mean you need to be nihilistic. Doesn't mean you need to give up hope. Doesn't mean you need to be dooming and glooming. It's just when we can see everything in the cold light of day, then we can say, well, this needs to change. And I'm seeing a lot of positive, proactive people out there organizing for good use, you know, organizing to help make changes in better ways. People organizing, you know, beyond the protesting, but organizing political action, getting a hold of representatives. Don't stop that. Keep it going. Keep putting on the pressure. 2024 is an election year and it's a volatile election year. Like September through November of next year is wild energy, like way wilder than you might expect. And the outcomes are going to be fascinating because it's murky. You know, Matilda and I talked about that last week. It is murky when it comes to the U.S. elections. There is no clear indication. It looks very litigious to me, which means that there may be some, you know, legal actions that happen. And um, it's, it's a wild year, my friends. So... We're all kind of sitting through December kind of going, okay, how do we take these next steps? What, what's up on deck? How, how do we move forward through this? And this is where I tell you to bring your energy inside, not selfishly, not saying, oh, those poor bastards, I can't do anything. It's not apathy. It's bring it in so that you can make the best decisions you can. I was going to say rational, but I, I, it's not even rational. It's just take a step back, take a deep breath, you know, inhale and exhale, 
and be like, okay, what really matters here? What, what are the priorities? And really sit down and plan out your 2024. You know, what do you want to attain? What does stability look like to you? Um, and, and again, get really specific, as specific as you can and outline your year. You know, don't, don't just do big, like, I'm going to launch this thing. Because 90% of the time when people launch businesses or websites or projects or products, they're not really launching, they're opening. And a launch in marketing is like a campaign that, that, that is really carefully crafted. And, and you do a pre-launch and then you do the launch and you do, you know, you warm people up and you get moving. Most people hit the publish button <laughs> on their podcast or their website and they call that a launch. And that's not, that's just getting started. Okay. And as I always say, there's never a wrong time to start. Okay. It's always good to start because you have to build momentum. It takes time to build an audience. You know, there's thousands of you who listen to this podcast today, but three years ago, there was like 10 people listening to me while I talked on my phone. Literally, <laughs> I was on my phone in the backyard and a donkey was braying. Okay. I, di I didn't even think anybody was ever going to listen. I didn't do it for that. I did it because I felt censored on TikTok. And I was like, I just want to say whatever I want. Whenever I want, I'm going to do my own podcast. People listen great. If they don't, they don't. And then once people started listening, then I shaped it. Okay. So there's never a wrong time to actually take your first step. You grow and learn along the way. Now, if you're doing a marketing campaign, you want to have that planned out. If you're plotting your career moves, you want to talk to your supervisors or your managers. You want to talk to people about, you know, what you can do for your career development. Um, you may need to retool your resume. And if you're looking for work, you might want to shoot above what you think you can get. Stop taking the crumbs, you know, like, well, I studied art. I, I can't possibly do these other things. You've got, if you've studied art and you've got an art degree, you have a degree, period. Okay. So as we move forward through December, even with Mercury, you know, moving into Cap and then retrograding back into Sag, this is a great time to assess your goals, your hopes, your dreams, your desires, and how you want to make them happen over time. And I would look at some things very short term because there's a lot of changes coming in 2024. Economically, there's change. Um, industries are going to change. Weather is definitely going to change. Um, we have to look at things from a different lens than we've been looking at life through. And so you might want to look at your personal development, your career development, your skill development, and not just like what's going to make me the most money because, you know, you have a lot of people who became lawyers or doctors who don't necessarily make the money they thought they'd make. Uh, because other people had the same idea and they commodified themselves. This is not a time to commodify yourself or put your value based on your productivity. Okay. I hope this is making sense. 
December is a time to be reflect reflective about really what makes you feel content and safe as safe as possible. You can't do much about externalized circumstances. You really, really can't. Not really. But you can navigate life with a, an attitude of possibility. You know, possibility. I was, it isn't so much the attitude of gratitude, but it, it is in some ways of appreciation for the moment, appreciation for what's around you, appreciation for what you've created, appreciation for how you're moving through life and how you can move through life. It, it's, it's important to do that. So that's what's up on deck in December. And of course, I'll keep you up to date in the, in the Patreon. And like I said, it's going to be a little somber, a little somber. And that could be that the conflict escalates in the Middle East. It could be other things that happen. Um, I, I think the bigger shocks happen in January. January is a very dynamic month. And we'll talk about that as we get closer in. And of course, I'll keep you up to date week by week on, on how to use this energy, especially when we're moving towards that new moon. <sighs> the new moon in Cancer. Or sorry, Capricorn. Wait. Nope. New moon in Sagittarius. Sorry. My bad. New moon in Capricorns in January. Um, the new moon in Sag is on the 12th. So next week's podcast, we will do all about that new moon and how to cite your intentions. And especially patrons, I'll give you your special walkthrough. Uh, we're working on the horoscopes for December as a team. I think you're really going to enjoy the uh, astrology planner we're doing a little more magazine style as well so we're adding we're not taking anything out but we're adding to um kind of excited about where things are going this mars and sag thing is is pretty good i've got mars and sag so that mars return is up and uh i'm like let's have at it let's create some good stuff let's create some routes to hope and hope is our fuel and our currency as we move forward don't lose that all right i hope you got perfect parking i hope you got perfect parking if you haven't, if you're still on the commute, well, I'm happy to be writing with you. Um, I need to do a refill on my coffee, so um, I'm going to go warm that up. I know it's awful late, but a girl's got to do what a girl's got to do here. And then uh, I'll answer some patron questions coming up next here on the Awake Space Astrology Podcast. it's time for some astrology Q&A. And the first question is from Lissa, who is asking about 
what the astrologers are saying on TikTok, where they're comparing what happened in 2011 through 2013 to what's coming up in 2024. And I, I actually disagree with them. Um, they're kind of being very reductionist and, and they're really kind of focusing on the nodes in some ways um and the nodes are not as influential as a lot of astrologers try to make them out to be they are thematic they are calculation points they are not celestial bodies and it isn't that we don't give them weight but we weigh them differently so there may be some themes where you're on the flip side okay and when i say the flip side I'm talking is an old person <laughs> or a aficionado of vinyl records where you had an A side and a B side of the record. Same artist, same band, different songs. Um, so you're looking at it from a different angle. Just like when I say we're on the flip side of 1939. And yeah, that's, that's a pretty monumental time. But notice we're dealing with issues that were not taken care of post-World War II, right? And so we're on the flip side and we're having to address things that did not get addressed, got swept under the rug, got cloaked, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And people have grown in their consciousness in some ways that we weren't in back in the day, you know, so, you know, so you'll have an opportunity to revisit some of, some of the themes, but it's from a very macro point of view. Pluto's in a very different space in 2024 than it was in 2011 and 2013. Um, Uranus is in a very different place than it was in 2011 and 2013. Um, Jupiter is in a, well, kind of in a different place. It, it's it, Jupiter has a 12 year orbit. So, you know, that'll be kind of similar, but it's going to be making different aspects. And so it, a lot of these people who claim to be astrologers, um, they, they, they're really just looking very, very surface level and they haven't learned how to do the deeper calculations and the deeper analysis of charts. And everybody's got to start somewhere, right? Everybody, you know? And so I say that just because I've been there too. It was a long time ago, but you know, I, I tried to conjecture as well without process. So I don't think you really have anything to worry about. You, you mentioned in your question that, you know, they were not your favorite years and they, but they were transformational. You were younger. I think you'll get a chance to see how much you've grown and matured and, and what you've learned from that. There were skills you learned during that time that you can put into action now. Okay. Um, not some of my favorite year. Well, actually some really good stuff happened then. And it's kind of a full circle moment. Okay. So you can check how far you've come since then. How's that? That is a great question, Lissa. Thank you for asking it. Oh, I love, I love questions. So never think I don't like answering these. Um, let's see. Let me, let's see. 
let's see, Roz, Rosalicious asks, in a recent podcast with McKinsey, she'd mentioned she'd had a huge, insert some number, I forgot, 40 degree, eighth house. Um, how large or small can a house be? And what are the implications of that? That's a really good question, Rosalicious. Um they can be, it depends on the latitude that you're born at. So how close to the the North Pole or South Pole you're born. And that's why some people say that Placidus doesn't work because it doesn't work at extreme latitudes, which is why you use porphyry house systems if you're born in Lapland or in Antarctica. Um, they can be quite wide. I, I don't really, I don't put a huge emphasis on how many degrees the house is, other than if there's a very wide house and a narrow house, the narrow house says to me it's more concentrated and, and maybe less emphasized and the wider house, there might be more emphasis on it. They can, they can be quite wide. It just, it really depends, you know they can go much further out, but, but don't overemphasize that. But that, that's a really good question. Good question. Good question. Oh, I'm looking forward to teaching in 2024. I've been missing it, but with Pluto in opposition to my Mercury and my sun and Jupiter, on my Saturn, now is not the time. Um, Speaking of transformational experiences, Cheyenne, I was wondering if there's a way to look at the educational system in the U.S. and in other countries through astrology. I'm hoping in the near future, the education system improves. You know, Cheyenne, it's really difficult to do that. And, and the reason I say that is we don't really have a singular education system in the United States. Um, every state has their own rules and standards when it comes to education. There are some national standards, but states can refuse to meet those if they're willing to give up federal funding. Okay. And because they claim that education is not a right guaranteed in the Constitution, we don't really have a strong federal standard for education. And, and in some ways, I would be concerned if at this point in time we did. And the reason being is when you get into the bureaucracy of everything, um, people don't take account for the different socioeconomic issues in every state. And we, we can see the horrendous amount of damage that No Child Left Behind done during the George Bush years, um, how that really hosed education in this country. We are looking at massive systemic change on all levels. And so at some point we will see a restructuring of education. It will probably go state by state. Um, but I really don't see it, you know, from a national level for quite some time. It, it'll happen. It'll happen probably in the next eight years, 
10 years, um, we'll, we'll hopefully see some improvements because we're going to have to invest in community endeavors if we want to get through these times in, in any kind of good shape. That was a really good question, but um, I'm afraid just the way it's set up. And if you want to compare to other countries, like a lot of times people will be like, um, you know, America's education system compared to Denmark's. Denmark has a fraction of one of our state's populations, let alone 350 million people in America. You know, it's a big country. You can't compare to a singular European nation. You can't compare to even Japan. They, they don't, they don't have nearly as many young people as we do. And it's how we spend our money. If we spent less on the military industrial complex and we took care of the social matters such as education, and we looked at that as part of our common defense, um, then, then we'd be in better shape. Um, unfortunately, until we clear the house, you know, and we get a better situation in the house of representatives and until we change things in our States, um, we're not going to see an improved system, but I believe we will over time. That was a really good question though. I hope that answered it. You can always ask me more in the discord. Um, let's see. Cancer baby is asking, uh, let's see, this isn't a question, but I really wanted to say thank you for your podcasts and videos. I'm kind of, I'm currently in a kind of abusive situation at home with family. Oh, honey, I'm so sorry. So my home life tends to be very stressful. I'm so sorry for that. I really am. Big hug, Sonny. Your videos have helped me so much, and they've expanded my love for astrology. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm really glad they've helped. Looking at charts gets me so excited and helps distract me from the stress and worry going on at home. So thank you so much. Oh, cancer baby. Big hugs. Big hugs. I, I really know what that's like. And, um, oh, tearing up. Now you guys know. See, I don't read these questions ahead of time. I like to be surprised. Um, thank you. Thank you. I am so glad you find this helpful. And you keep studying. Um, astrology really helped me make sense of the dysfunction I grew up with. It helped me make sense of myself. It helped me grow and heal. It is a wonderful medium for that. And I look so forward to connecting with you in the Discord. You know, feel free to ask questions. You know, feel free. I'm always glad to answer them. Big hug, Sonny. I'm so sorry that you even need that distraction, especially if you are a Cancerian. It, it really hurts when when those familiar connections are dysfunctional. So, big hugs. I am so sorry. But I am so glad that I can help and give you some ease. So, that, that, thank you. <sighs> Let's see. Let's go to the next one. Jack. When Pluto enters Aquarius, it will be transiting my fourth house. Does that mean losing family members? Thank you. 
Not inherently, Jack. It doesn't mean you'll lose family members. There might be a change in the family dynamics. There could be a change in the family home. But really, your fourth house is so much more than family and home. It's your emotional foundation. So you might be doing some deconstruction around old family um, patterns. You know, you might do some generational healing. Um... But it doesn't mean automatically that that you lose family. There's a lot that depends on on that. It takes much more than one planetary transit, you know, moving over the IC. Um, takes much more than that. You know, you already had Pluto pop into Aquarius March through June of this year. And so think back to March 23rd through June 11th of 2023, and that'll give you kind of an indication of what was going on. That gave you a hint of how Pluto and Aquarius will go for you. I hope that helped. All right, let's, let's take a look. I got to check my recording time. I only get so much time per segment, so... All right, let's see here. Tally. What does it mean to have intercepted 6th and 12th houses? This has always thrown me off about my chart. Well, <clears throat> intercepted houses, okay, are when a house starts and ends with the same sign which means there's intercepted signs in other houses. You, you you never have just one, you've got both. And what it means, since yours is sixth and twelfth house, um, is the things that, like your daily routine. So if you've got Libra on the sixth, um, then you, you need your, your daily habits and daily needs may not have been respected or weren't able to be um, fostered as a child. So you might have had some health issues that went unrecognized just because maybe people did, weren't looking for that in you. Um, especially with the sixth house in childhood, it could have been you had maybe had some food sensitivities. Depends on a lot of things that happened there it could be that maybe you were taught a work ethic that just doesn't jive with you you know you need a a really pleasant working environment you need a good team environment you need to collaborate and you might have you know been taught you got to do it yourself and and so by transit like right now there's there's you know venus and libra so you know things especially with it moving into a square with Pluto, you get to deconstruct some of that early training and, and find more supportive work environments for yourself. Twelfth house is, of course, our connection with the all that is. You know, we kind of merge our mind, body, spirit in the sixth house. It's where they all kind of converge, right? And then the twelfth house is our connection with the all that is and, and our soul self. And and so maybe maybe your own personal beliefs weren't fostered because our our faith is found in the 12th house and so maybe you grew up in a very religious household that had very different ideals than you do so um that could be it 
you can let me know if I answered that for you properly in the Discord, which is linked up, I believe, in every Crunch Report. I might have missed that link again. So if, if I did, message me in Patreon. All right, one more. Let's see. Christine, could you talk a bit about which astrologers you find to be the most accurate? Um, as far as predicting? <clears throat> uh, I, I don't find many all that accurate in predicting. I find most people have a 50-50 shot at it um there is an astrologer who is exceptionally accurate and his name is theodore white you can look up his predictions he is remarkably accurate especially on the weather weather patterns he is exceptionally accurate um but uh i don't uh ray merriman is very accurate for financial predictions Ray Merriman. Um, but uh, I honestly don't see a lot of uh, very accurate, um, popular astrologers. There's some that get close, but most of most of the people that I know that are really, really good at mundane kind of aren't on TikTok. Um, so it just depends on what you mean by accuracy. So as far as uh, skill-wise... Um, you know, so that, that would be that. All right. Let's see. It's like eating peanuts. You always say just one more, right? I'm that way with questions. Ooh, I've got time. All right. Let's take a look here. James, James D asks, I remember you talking about how the astrology of this year is similar to 1938. Yes. Was wondering if you've seen any astrology similar to the year 68. Um, you know, that's really interesting. That's a good question. Um, mm, I can't pause the recording. Um, I haven't really looked at the 60s. The reason why I've talked about uh, 2022 and 2023 being like 1938 into 39 is because of, of where Pluto is at and where Uranus is at. In 1968, Uranus was actually in Virgo. Pluto was also in Virgo. And um, into 69, yeah, we watched Uranus move in to Libra back out into Virgo. Um, and Jupiter was also in Virgo in 1968 and in part of 69 and actually it would have been yeah Virgo and then it popped into Libra a couple of times in uh, 1969 so it's a little it's a little different and then than what we're seeing uh, for 1939 and 1856 1857 um, so those you know especially like with the 1850s we were really we see some similarities as well so that that's up on deck um 68 um i just i don't see similarities too much with that um it might be interesting 
when Uranus moves into Gemini and trines off with Pluto in in Aquarius. And that that might give some similarities there. But um yeah, good question though. I'd love to know more about why you asked that question. Tag me in the Discord. Let's have a conversation about it. That that's the stuff that gets my motor running. Um, we had a great astrological conversation at Coffee with Lori. Remember, Coffee with Lori happens usually the last Sunday of every month. All right, Jess is asking. Pluto is about to enter my first house, Aquarius, and I'm about to have my Saturn return in Pisces, also in my first house. You have interceptions. Yes. Should you be scared? My answer to that question, should I be scared, is always no. No. Um, Being scared does you no good at all. You know, being scared in advance of an event, it just is going to make life harder on you, Jess. Um, and, and trust me, I've been there. I know what the dread is like watching a transit come. And you're like, ah, kind of like the time I'm living in right now. I've got Pluto opposite my Mercury and my sun. And 20 years ago, I was like, hmm, that's coming. Hmm. I remember all these other unpleasant things that have happened in my life. How unpleasant will that be? And it used to drive me kind of nuts. And now that I'm going through it, I'm like, oh, well, it's kind of a reworking of self. And I've deconstructed a lot. And I've got maturity on my side. Okay. So if you want to know more about Saturn returns, first of all, that'll help you. Um, just to understand what they are. It's the end of one cycle. It's the beginning of another. For you, it's about learning to be your own authority when you have Saturn in the first house. That helps you really, you've got to be the boss of you. And Pluto is coming in to help you power up. Now that means you've got to let go of being afraid of looking too weird, of being afraid of standing out, of needing if you if if you've gotten you know if you've been given a hard time for being different um you gotta let that go and you've got you gotta learn how to own your authenticity and that's a process so don't think it's gonna happen overnight be gentle with yourself and and i I wouldn't be afraid you can just really power up and just kind of own own who you are and and learn to set some positive boundaries for yourself that if pisces is intercepted then um that's great this this is going to open up that interception and you're going to find your own authority and you may have some challenges in learning to set boundaries and learning what a boundary means but you'll get through it honey we all do and this is you know wisdom you're not born with wisdom (laughs) wisdom is what we gain when we survive ourselves and and our decisions and our life experiences and so be easy on yourself and don't be afraid to come into the discord and and ask for advice or get support we've got a lot of good people in there and uh, we're always we're always there to hear people out so don't don't be afraid of coming in and sharing in the discord that's what we're there for but always my answer to the question should i be afraid is is no it, it doesn't help 
Oh, this is another great question from Alyssa N. You talked about astrometeorology in the last patron podcast. And this would have, this was from a couple of weeks ago. Um, on the last patron pack podcast, how do you think climate change and the increasing unpredictability will factor into that? Will astrometeorology become re less reliable or will it become the most reliable form of meteorology? Oh, that's a, you asked really good questions. Um, and this really is the last one because I'm running out of time here. Um, I think we have to move very quickly um, on our observations of how the energy expresses as we watch Pluto and Aquarius. Um, you have to remember no astrologer has ever witnessed a, um, Pluto move through Aquarius um, before we got our first glimpse at it um, in March through June. <clears throat> We're learning on the fly. I don't think it's going to be the most accurate form of meteorology because meteorologists have all kinds of tools and models and, um, you know, I just, I just don't, don't think so. But I do think we can't just use very traditional interpretations. I think we have to kind of expand our understanding of, of those and keep an eye on things. So it's more of like we're going to see, because remember, we have to observe and correlate and, and put all of it together in order to know. Um, I am pretty good at predicting the weather. Um, again, I mentioned Theodore White on here and he's a true astro meteorologist he's that's he's been doing this for a very long time he's very accurate when it comes to his meteorology and astro meteorology and um he's he's pretty much on facebook you could find him there um but i'm i'm not you know, I, I do predictions on weather and, and natural occurrences, but I'm not an astro meteorologist. Um, I've, I've studied the techniques, but I don't think I'd call myself that. I'm a good mundane astrologer. So you, you could say I'm a generalist in mundane and I specifically like dealing with business itself and business development. But weather plays a role, you know, your climate plays a role in your economy and your business. And, and you know, when we're dealing with the sun and solar flares that impacts Internet and I do not see the Internet going away. So, um, like I said, I'm pretty good at the weather, you know. But um, meteorologist, I am not. Um, I'm good at forecasting. But so that's the best answer I can kind of give you. But again, if you really want to look at an astro meteorologist, um, Theodore White, you know, he, he communicates a little bit old school, but he's extremely accurate when it comes to predicting weather. And uh, very, very accurate uh, at that. So, again, I bring in the political stuff, but I'm a political analyst too. So, astrology is really a framework. And so, the more you know about other subjects, because you need to be a polymath. And any really good astrologer, a real astrologer, is going to tell you that. The more you know, the better you can interpret, because the symbols are symbols, they represent 
hundreds of thousands of different things. Venus isn't just two or three different things. Venus is a bucket full of interpretations. The moon is a bucket full of interpretations. And then how is that energy expressing low to high and everything in between? So the more you know, you build your lexicon and you're better at interpreting. So I, we'll see. We'll see. I've got some predictions out for 2025 and a potential mega flood for California. Um, and looking at the snowpack they expect this winter, that, that's starting to make a whole lot of sense. And I made that prediction back, I believe, in either the end of 2021 or early 2022 for 2025 in California. So we shall see. We shall see. Um <sighs> At this point, it is just wait and watch and see how astrologers progress their knowledge. But one thing I have seen, even you know, in financial predictions, weather predictions, etc., if we go solely a hundred percent traditional, we messed up. We have to expand our understanding and progress our interpretations forward because we are in a time of massive systemic change, and that includes the need to progress astrology as well great questions everybody i'm running out of time here so next week next week i'm going to get you ready for mercury retrograde you don't want to miss that and patrons i'll be answering more questions in the patron only podcast coming to you on tuesday i'm Lori rivers and i want to thank you for listening